Welcome in episode 77. What's right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. And if you're watching on YouTube for the very first time ever, we are doing this live. So we are doing this live from Trintage, which is my wife's boutique in Harlem. If you're new to the show, we do these shows Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And we are going to attempt, if the technical side will allow us, to do these live moving forward as often as possible. So hopefully we can make that 11 a.m. on Mondays part of your routine, assuming that's where the time will stay. As it happens, today is my birthday. I only say that because I assume Demonze and others are going to do some wacky birthday hijinks later in the show. I don't actually, I'm not a big birthday guy. I mentioned that though, however, because I assume we're going to start with the Chiefs here shortly. And what a wonderful birthday present that was. But before we do that, we do what we always do to start the show, discuss what we're not discussing. What did not make the show today is the Phoenix Suns losing to the Adelaide 36ers, which is an Australian team, if I'm not mistaken. J.J. Watt playing playing days after a heart issue. The only thing I know about AFib, which is what he talked about, is Phil Helmuth talks all the time about going into AFib and him not being able to play in poker tournaments because of it. J.J. Watt played in a tackle football game. I'd love to take a shot at Phil Helmuth about that, but he still has 50000 of my dollars. And D.K. Metcalf. Well, did you see the D.K. Metcalf story, DeMonte? Yeah, I caught it off because he had to use the restroom. Right? Yeah, the old Paul Pierce option. The old, I don't want to poop my pants, <laughs> so put me in a movable device because I can't get to the bathroom. And D.K. Metcalf actually, you know, he had some fun with it. Good for him. And by the way, shout out to the Seahawks for being a frisky two and two. Yeah. And, and scoring 48 points. All right. That's what we're not discussing. Now, I know what we're starting with. Go, Demonte, what are we discussing today? The Chiefs went up big on the Bucks very early yeah, in the game. Did. Oh, yeah, they did. The Bucks obviously still have a lot of work to do, but it's a long season. Mm-hmm. So I guess now you're going to pretend like last week didn't happen to the Chiefs. No, last week did happen. I don't think this week happened if last week didn't happen. Okay. So this week, last week, the Chiefs offensive line was a disaster and the special teams were a joke. This week, they start the game off by forcing a fumble on special teams, and the offensive line pushed the Bucks around. The best run defense in football the last couple years, the Chiefs ran for damn near 200 yards. Every one of their running backs was getting good carries, and I really like the Pacheco kid, the seventh-round pick. By the way, that's the other positive about this game. Sky Moore was the, the rookie wide receiver slash punt returner who really got the Colts game going off on the wrong foot. They left him in their punt return, and he got the most snaps at wide receiver that he's gotten all year. He got a couple catches. They're going to have to get him more involved in the offense. A bunch of rookies making noise for the Chiefs. George Karlaftis on the D-line did a good job. Speaking of D-line, Shaq Barrett, who I like, talked a little bit of trash before this game, saying, oh, looks like the same offensive line to me whose ass we kicked in the Super Bowl. Mahomes, because he hears everything, of course, was aware of that, referenced it after the game because that Bucks defensive front and that Bucks defense as a whole got embarrassed in a way we have not seen the Bucs embarrassed since Brady was there. This is the most points they've allowed in any game since Brady's been there. And the Chiefs did everything they wanted on offense until the very end of the game when Mahomes threw the pick up 17. In Tampa, and by the way, I don't think Tampa should feel terribly about this game. 
because you know the defense is good. They didn't play well against this Chiefs offense, but the defense had allowed 27 points total going into this football game. The offense was the question mark, and the offense played pretty damn well. All things, con- I mean, scored 31 points. Brady played well. So if I'm a Bucks fan, I actually feel, I don't want to say I feel better than I did a week ago, but if you believe the defense, this was an aberration playing the best offense in football. More on that in a moment. And you saw the offense, now that Brady has weapons back, start to actually do some things. You can start to say, okay, in this down NFC, where the Packers just escaped with a win, more on them later, we'll see the Rams tonight. You might say, hold on a second. I was not high on the Bucks going into the year, if you remember. I said they're a guaranteed two and two or worse through four weeks. And I thought they could be one and three. Two and two is what they got. That division is so awful, even worse than we expected. The Saints are a mess. The Panthers are a total disaster. We'll see. The Falcons might be a little frisky. We'll see. Okay. The Bucs should be able to get healthy and get right and not to pull a Romo. But I would not be shocked if we see this in the Super Bowl. If we see this game again. That that alarm you're hearing is not a response to my hot take. That's like I said, we're doing the show live from Harlem. I think that's an ambulance. Uh, By the way, James Palmer. James Palmer, the NFL Network reporter that I told you I sat on that big Houston sign on the side of the highway and drank a beer with and you didn't believe me. James Palmer tweeted this. This seems interesting. Patrick Mahomes in his career against the number one scoring defense. He has played seven games in his career, including the playoffs, against the number one defense in football. His record in those seven games. Six and one. The Chiefs averaging 31 points per game. His pass yards, 322 yards per game. Touchdown interception ratio, 15 to seven. It's a little more picks than you would like, but it's number one defense. And a pass rating of 94. So in other words, put Patrick Mahomes on the field against the number one scoring defense in football. Put Patrick Mahomes on the field against the best defense in the league. You know what he turns into? A slightly better version of Joe Montana. Pretty bleeping good. And that, before we move on to Monze, is the last point I want to make. I'm done engaging in who the best quarterback in the league debates are. I'm done with it. It is talking about who the best basketball player in the league was in the mid-2010s. It's talking about who the best basketball player in the league was in the mid-90s. It's not a debate about who the best is. It is a debate about who the second best is. Okay. Because I, I've been, I had to listen to watch the NFL Network put Brady and Rodgers ahead of Mahomes. They look better than Mahomes this year? Not to me. Oh, Brady, it's not very low. He didn't have Mike Evans for the Bucs game. But Tyree Kill's gone. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams. Tyree Kill's gone. He's throwing passes to backup tight ends, to running backs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I don't want to hear. a little bit of a weakness, though. What's the weakness? His goal line situations. Okay, so I tweeted about this. Go ahead. Yeah, you tweeted during the Chiefs game that they should sign Cam Newton for like short yardage and goal line situations. Yeah. You don't like Mahomes in those areas? Well, they don't let him run quarterback sneaks. So the most efficient play in fourth and very short or third and very short, the most unguardable play is a quarterback sneak. But Mahomes, four years ago, ran one and got his kneecap dislocated. Right. And then in the playoff game a few years ago, ran a little quarterback option and got choked out on the field They thought he had a concussion. He had to miss the rest of the game. So they did run an option play with him near the goal line yesterday, which was odd, but they don't let him run quarterback sneaks, which is why they did that foolishness 
sneak to the backup tight end. Yeah. Just sign Cam. I understand it's a roster spot and you're going to have to move on from somebody. But right now, you've right now you're carrying two kickers. What do you think you can get Cam Newton for? What do you mean? How much money? Yeah, what do you think you can get Cam Newton for? Like, I mean, I two million dollars. I mean, right now he's making zero million dollars. Okay. And what's the one thing Cam's missing? A ring. Do, is is anyone going to make Cam a starter? No. Does Cam want to be a backup? Probably not. However, if you sign him and say, "Hey, you're not the backup quarterback." You have a package of plays specific to you. Goal line and short yardage. You will be used. And there is no shame in backing up Patrick Mahomes. Right. But the point I'm making on the roster spot is right now they're carrying two kickers because they didn't put Butker on IR. So once Butker gets healthy, they will then cut this Matthew Wright guy, my cousin. Shout out to him. Not actually my cousin. (laughs) Um, You have an open roster spot. I'm just sick of the Chiefs having to do all this fanciness yeah. on inches plays, even the, the one time early in the game when they got stopped right before the Brady fumble, the throw to Ed- Edwards Lair on fourth down that he dropped. Why did that happen? Because on second and one, they got stuffed. On third and one, they got stuffed. Get Cam, who's the best short yardage guy, it, one of them in league history. So, I yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Wouldn't be a quarterback controversy. I like that here. All right, what's next? All right, so we got the Bills. They beat the Ravens and finally won their first four-score, one-score game yes. in two years. Yep. It was the biggest comeback of Josh Allen's career. And the Ravens went for a fourth and goal when they, when they could have kicked the easy field goal that would have put them ahead. Yep. They also could have let Buffalo score, but they didn't do that. Yep. Are the Ravens their own worst enemy, and does Josh Allen getting back in the swing and things scare you? Okay. Let's talk about the Bills first, then Josh Allen. First, let me... You mentioned their first one-score victory in two years. Right. That was something I was talking quite a bit about because I thought it was noteworthy. And then my buddy, a guy I like a lot, even though he makes way too much money to not be able to afford T-shirts that fit him, Kyle (laughs) Brandt tweeted, RIP to the stupid-ass Buffalo Bills can't win a close game topic. I, You know what's really frustrating to me? When... People decide that a obvious, clear, totally legitimate topic is dumb because it goes against their priors, because it goes against what they believe to be true. You believed going into the year the Bills were this unstoppable juggernaut. You believed going into the year that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in you know modern NFL history. And so and the fact... More. That they gag away a, a Dolphins game. It's like, oh, that's interesting. They haven't won a close game in two years. You're like, oh, those topics are dumb. They're not dumb. And I don't know about you guys. I thought yesterday showed why the Bills are a very good team. But it also showed why this idea that they're, a jugger- that they're the, the juggernaut. Once again, where's the evidence? The second half against the Rams and the Titans game. Great. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, and one and people are like, oh, they're so banged up. They're banged up on defense. Why is the offense, that Ravens team, Mac Jones was more effective. It, well, I mean, he threw a bunch of picks. It wasn't more effective. But he moved the ball on the Ravens more than Josh Allen did. Now, the weather was terrible. I give him credit for that. But at some point, there's a few ways to be considered the best quarterback in football. Typically, it goes like this. 
win a league MVP, and or win a Super Bowl as the guy. Josh Allen has never come within spitting distance of either one. And okay, well, if that's the case, you're projecting it, then have a dominant kick-ass start to finish season. We'll see. That was a great comeback, though, and they did win a close game, and I give them credit for it. Now, on the Ravens' side of things, we got to be fair here. Everyone calling Lamar Jackson league MVP through three weeks. Lamar was not good yesterday. And Lamar was a huge reason they lost that game. And Harbaugh not kicking the field goal is the obvious right decision because the idea is we kick a field goal, we're up three, and Harbaugh said as much afterwards. The Bills then, the Bills are hard enough to get off the field in three downs. If they're trailing with three minutes left, now they're a four-down team. Almost impossible to get them off the field. Right. They have a good field goal kicker. They're going to end up getting in field goal range, and you're going to overtime. Right. If you go for the touchdown and get it, you're up seven. But where Lamar really screwed up was, one of the other reasons you go for it is if you don't get it, they are backed up against their own two-yard line and they have to be super conservative, and they're probably going to end up punting it away to you. Lamar did the one thing you can't do in that spot. Throw a pick in the end zone. Throwing a pick even isn't so devastating if somehow you throw a pick short of the end zone. But throwing a pick in the end zone, now it's the worst of all worlds. They get the ball in the 20, and you have no points. So, listen, Lamar's been exceptional. That team's really banged up. I'm not going to kill Lamar, but... That was a that was a bad job by the Ravens. You're up 20 to 3 and you don't score again. Yeah. It's a I mean that's a bad one and now the Ravens are 2 and 2 and in their two losses they have been up 17 and 21. Right. That's a, that's a problem for them and it's a when the Bengals are starting to get right. The Browns have been even though they right. I I told you guys stay away from that Browns bet. Oh, that was one of the most popular bets in the world. By the way, at some point, we're going to have to talk about DeMonze uh, lasting precisely five days on the I'm not betting football wagon. And then betting, signing up for a new site, using free money to do it, and then thinking, (laughs) well, you had to deposit money to get the free money. You had to deposit money to get the free money. And here's guessing that money you deposited is getting gambled. But set that aside, uh, the best part was the whole t- day <laughs> thought he had Jacksonville plus six and a half, was so mad at them for blowing it, and then in the evening realizing he bet the Jags on the money line. It's tragic. I mean, had bet the word. Do you know how mad he would have been if they would have somehow covered? Livid. You wouldn't have been able. Livid. You would have been looking at it. What? They screwed me. Look at this. <laughs> Look. They're not paying. They said I lost. All right. What's next? All right, man. The Packers were the biggest favorite in the league this week. Mac Jones was hurt. Then backup Brian Hoyer got hurt early, too. Rookie Bailey Zappi came in relief. But this game went to overtime. The Packers won, and Rodgers did lead a game-winning drive. Are the Packers on the right track, or is this a big red flag? All right, I actually want to talk about both teams in this. It's not a... They're not on the right track for the Packers. Now, let me give Rodgers credit in this regard. What I say last week, that things can be going great for him 
then if one thing goes awry, he turns into a different guy. Right. The Actually, the opposite happened in this game. He had the worst first half of football of his career. He was four for 11 with a pick six at the end of the half. And the pick six at the end of the half was unfathomably bad for a team that was on a third string quarterback. And you knew the only thing you couldn't do was give him life right. with that type of play. After that, he played pretty exceptional football. His, he threw a couple touchdowns. He was super efficient. And he had another touchdown that could have been to win the game. And the guy dropped it in the end zone. LaFleur with a bad challenge there almost cost him. Uh, so I give Rodgers credit for that. But it's now been a month into the season. And the Packers are yet to, in my opinion, look impressive one time. All right. So week one, they get absolutely dominated by Minnesota. 24 to 7, Rodgers looks terrible. Week two, they beat Chicago and they're in control of that game, but Chicago's awful. And that was not really a resounding Rodgers performance. Week three, they beat Tampa 14 to 12. Right. And week four, they survive against third string quarterback in New England. Now, they've, they've got the Giants this week in London. In London, America. Be careful there. Yeah. The, the, everyone's going to want to tease like the, the Giants. The, the, what do you think the line is? Keep in mind, there's no home field. Yeah, it was like, I think it's like eight and a half or seven. Or oh, oh you saw. Yeah, yeah. seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I want to see if Rodgers can do what Mahomes is proving he can do. It doesn't matter who my receivers are because I am here. We will have one of the three best offenses in football. Right. That's what that's what Mahomes is proving unequivocally. Rodgers, I want to see it. I the Packers are very fortunate to be three and one right now. Yes. They, they they escaped against Tampa, and that's our clock. But on Mondays, I told our producers they're so worried about getting us live on YouTube and graphics and this and that. I told them A blocks on Mondays, just call it 20 minutes 20. so I don't look like Nathaniel Hackett with the clock management. By the way, top of the B block, I'm going to shout out something super sharp the Broncos did in regards to clock management. Super sharp. Um, now to the Patriots, okay? Patriot fans, I, I listened to Bill Simmons this morning. He's like, we're one and three, but I think Belichick loves this team. And Wilds is talking about moral victories. And listen, I get it. The fact that they were that close. If Mason Crosby misses that field goal, it's a tie game. Yeah. The fact that they were that close is a testament to the coaching, the defense, the running game. I will give them credit. The fact that Bailey Zappi, however, went 10 for 15, one touchdown, 99 yards, with a passer rating of in the low 100s, 107, proves my point to a T about why you never should have believed in Mac Jones as a star. Here's why. Who got hurt? No, no, no. That's not why. Follow me along this. So Mac Jones' numbers last year, pretty decent. Completed a high percentage of his passes. Didn't throw picks. Was efficient with the ball. And the point I was making all year was with a rookie quarterback, if you were going to be super conservative, give him first read throws, if he has any type of history from college, how to run an offense, he's going to be able to look serviceable. 
The question is, does he have other levels to get to? And Patriots fans are like, oh, Nick, it's ridiculous for you to like Trevor Lawrence more than Mac Jones. Trevor was so bad. We'll talk about Trevor and that disaster of a game later in the show. Trevor was so bad. Look at Mac's numbers. My point was, I know Mac was fine as a rookie. Will he ever get better? Or was that like plug and play? This is what you can do. Now we got the Zap Man, Zap him, Bailey Zappy from Western Kentucky or wherever he's from, come in and look just like Mac Jones. Now, does that mean Bailey Zappi's star too? Or does that mean that if it's this plug and play, first read, simplified stuff, you can be passable? Which, by the way, is a credit to Patriots coaching staff. Some teams can't even make their quarterbacks passable. But it would have been better for what you believe in Mac Jones if Zappi would have come in there and looked like, oh my God, I can't do it. Instead, this guy was third string quarterback eight days ago, comes in and looks... Doesn't look good, but looks fine. All right, last. On Thursday versus the Bengals, Tua took his second hard shot in four days and was hospitalized. Yeah, it was brutal. Lots of people think Tua shouldn't even play this week. The independent neurologist who cleared Tua to return has been fired by the NFLPA. And even Chris Collinsworth was calling calling out the league last night. Was this the sign of a systematic problem, or does Tua have really bad luck? All right, both. So, the listen... I talked a lot about it on TV on Friday. I think there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking going on with Tua's initial injury, not Thursday night, but Sunday night. And I don't really follow the logic some people are making. If some people are acting like what happened Sunday led to what happened Thursday. Now, a lot of people are saying he never should have been on the field Thursday. Maybe. But all those people have Twitter accounts and TV shows and radio shows, and I didn't hear them Thursday morning saying, if Tua plays today, it's outrageous. Um, yep. Now, I also said, and I was called naive and an idiot for this, that what my gut feeling on whether or not Tua had a concussion in that Bills game, to me, is almost irrelevant to the fact Tua swears up and down it was a back injury. His right. coach swears up and down it was a back injury. And this independent neurologist who's now been fired said he showed no signs of a brain injury. Even if my gut tells me, oh boy, that looked like a concussion. People who have never been shown to have be liars. And in fact, when it comes to Tua, the utmost of integrity, Mike McDaniel has a pretty spotless record on that as well. I think it's pretty crummy if we're just like, nope, you're lying. How do I know my gut tells me? <laughs> and I was a little bothered by the entire media just being like, nope, they're total abject liars. All right. Uh, now, if we're saying the NFL needs to err on the side of caution, so be it. And I'm going to listen. I'm going to say something, I guess, a little unpopular here. But it's what I believe. Everyone, every single person right now. The as as Lebetard talks about the captain easy stance. Is the easiest stance to take is the moment a player shows any sign of a head injury, he's out for that game. And that's what everyone is calling for. I'm going to be very interested to see how those same people react when someone, particularly a quarterback, is preemptively and maybe erring on the side of caution, ruled out of a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, and I, by the way, that exact thing happened to Mahomes. 
two years ago against the the Browns. This is why I wasn't so quick to vilify uh, Tua or the Dolphins because Mahomes did the exact same thing, get up and stumble. And because of that, he was not allowed back in the game. And they damn near lost to the Browns in the playoffs when they were a 14-1 and or I guess turned 14-2 and team and the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites. I don't end up losing the Super Bowl to the Bucs, set that aside. The problem with the Mahomes thing was not only did he not have a head injury, he never hit his head. He got tackled, and it looked like on first glance he might have hit his head, and then you saw the replay and he stumbled, and it's like, oh, my God, he's concussed. Right. But then you saw the replay. He was choked. It was the guy right. got he was choked out. So he did pass out briefly, right. which is what happened. It was not a brain injury. It was from lack of oxygen. Right. So he got choked. But they were cautious. They ruled him out. If I'm just telling you, everyone right now has the stance, and I'm not saying it's the wrong stance. What I'm saying is I I see the train coming down the tracks of a star player, probably a quarterback, taking a hard hit, him saying he's fine, his coach saying he's fine, and maybe, again, maybe this is good, and this independent doctor that we're now going to give more power to saying you can't come back in the game and people being livid. In fact, I don't want this out on social right now, but I would like our team to clip it timestamp it, and we'll see what happens in a bit. Now, the last question, and then we'll move on. You said, is it awful luck for Tua? It is awful luck for Tua. Tua is a great human being. I've talked with his father in person. I've talked with him. who was super high on him coming out of college. The concern with Tua coming into the league was might be a little small. And while the hit he took Thursday night was a brutal hit that would have, I think, knocked anyone out of the game. The hit he took Sunday was nothing. Right. And if we are now saying that hit concussed him and he suffered a devastating injury in college and he got injured last year and was dinged up his rookie year, is it in play that to his body isn't necessarily made for it. Again, that's not about Thursday night. But the reason Thursday was such a big deal was because of what happened on on Sunday. I think it's a legitimate question. And for the Dolphins, it puts them in an odd spot. With that said, as far as backup quarterbacks go, Teddy's fine. Teddy Bridgewater's fine. And, you know, they'll be able to at least tread water. Because I think two is going to be out weeks. Okay. Not, not a week. I think two is going to be out weeks. There was some clock management disasters in week four, and the most unlikely of teams really showed you exactly how to manage the clock. We'll discuss that next, plus get around to the rest of the league, including I think we're at some point going to have to talk about the prince that was promised, uh, my guy Trevor Lawrence, and the most fumbles this century. We'll discuss all that next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook or clean up make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for head to factormeals.com slash nick right 50 and use code nick right 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code nick right 50 at factormeals.com slash nick right 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month while your subscription is active welcome back in episode 77 just tweeting out the link right now What's right with Nick Wright is we are live on YouTube as we speak. The audio version will be coming out later today. So also the the first segment, I actually think we didn't have any technical issues that I knew of, but this is our very first time going live on YouTube. So you might see a little behind the scenes stuff you typically don't. Demonze, that was your first time live on the air in any capacity doing anything. I've had a Twitch stream. Okay. Let me rephrase. That was your first time live on the air with an audience in at least double digits that uh, in any capacity. And you did a really great job with it. I appreciate it. I'm really proud of you. All right. Uh, We're going to play a game in a bit called Freak Out or Chill Out. But before that, I got to make something right. Demonze, go right ahead. We four showcased a few unbelievable clock management mistakes. Yeah. We got Minnesota, Washington, Tennessee, Las Vegas, and Baltimore all made terrible decisions with the clock. So while some may think it's ironic that we don't even know how to manage our own clock over Mm -hmm. here and that your only coaching experience in the NFL comes from Madden, Mm -hmm. I think it's time for the return of Nick Makes It Right. Yeah, let's do it. How do we fix clock management around the NFL? Okay. I think there is a great example of how easy this is to fix if you want to do it right. And that is from Denver. So here's the deal. You're getting your head in my shot. Come on, buddy. This is, I'm get it together. Uh, Denver was, ha- now you're fine. Now that our little sidebar's up. Uh, Denver had the worst game management coach I've ever seen, Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. He then hired a buddy, some guy who knew what he was doing. Instant impact. Not only when I say instant impact in that he's not making grievous mistakes, they did something that I would argue less than 20% of teams in the league would know to do yesterday. So here's the situation, okay? Now, they lost the game anyway, right. but it had they done this wrong, they would have gone to close to 0% to win the game. And by doing it right, I'd say it left them 2%. To win the game. Okay. Okay. What's a big difference? The difference between 0% and 2% is significant. So the situation was this. The Raiders had the ball on the Denver 30 with a minute 40 left 
the Raiders had two timeouts. Right. So they're down nine, by the way. So they need to get the ball back, score, get an onside kick, score. So again, they're very slim. But the only chance you have is if you get the ball back north of a minute left. Okay? But they only have two timeouts. So what the Raiders, by the way, if you ask me, should have done in that spot was take three knees. Take if, if if I'm running the Raiders, we take three knees, take the first knee, it's a minute 35, you call timeout. Take the second knee, it's a minute 32, you call timeout. Take the third knee, we're now grinding it down from 90 seconds to 50 seconds. We punt at 50, you get the ball down nine with 45 seconds left. I'm in great shape. The only thing we can't do if we're the Raiders is run out of bounds, turn the ball over, or commit a penalty. First down, Josh Jacobs gets six yards, okay? That's a positive gain for the Raiders. The Raiders held on it. There was a holding penalty. You could see Nathaniel Hackett talking to his new guy in the booth and going, decline? Like he was like confused. Like, you want me to decline the penalty? If I decline the penalty, it'll be second and four for the Raiders. If I accepted, it, it's first and 20. The guy was like, decline, decline. The refs even didn't even ask him if he wanted to decline at first. No, right. He called him over and he declined it. Why? Because. Get him off the field. N- well, no, because it stops the clock without using a timeout. Now, that second and four, it was second and four, but if you accept the penalty, clock stops, but they get first down again. Now it's second and four. So the six yards is good for the Raiders, but most important thing for Denver is they have to get a three and out, and they have to somehow steal a timeout. They just stole one by accepting the penalty. So you gave up 16 yards, but the most important thing was the 40 seconds. Now they gave up a first down anyway, so it didn't matter. But on second down, they stopped him and used a timeout. It's now third and three with a minute 28 left. If you had stopped him on that third and three, you call timeout, you're going to be getting the ball back in some capacity with a minute 25, and you have a slight chance. That's super sharp by Denver. And I give them credit for it because they the guy recognized, I don't know what I'm doing, so let me hire someone who does. So how do we fix it? That's how you goddamn fix it. And I think these days, when everyone is looking for content, you mentioned you had a Twitch stream. People like watching gaming. Free, I, in fact, you know what? Gabe who's our fearless leader, runs Blue Duck Media. I mean this. The free idea, and by free idea, I mean if you do this and you monetize it, I want 12%. Uh, Create this competition. A NFL, not to be a head coach, to be the clock game management consultant. And it's going to be like a reality show you know what the first thing we're going to do? We're going to go watch you play blackjack. And that's how we're going to call the field. Because you're going to play blackjack on camera for one hour. And if you make one mistake, you're out. Don't care how much money you win or lose. You have to. We need to immediately know, can you make binary yes-no decisions when there is literally a chart you can memorize? There. Once we've done that, next thing we're going to do. We're going to watch you. By the way. Gabe's in? only get 10%. Okay. The next thing we're going to do, we're going to watch you play Madden. We're going to watch you play Madden in a bunch of scenarios where you have to get it right. The next thing we're going to do, 
We are going to put you in a game simulation, which you can now do, where you have real money of your own gambled on your own team. And you're going to have to game clock manage it. Because the, the other thing, people freeze up when the stakes are high. This is not hard. And then the last thing, and this one wouldn't be great content, is a written test. What is the one time, if you have one time out left, you don't want to call it? The answer, by the way, is between 243 and 247 left in the game. I don't have time to explain it. Just trust me on it. In fact, I will explain it real quick. If you, This is something coaches don't understand, but it's true. Maybe one in 15 NFL coaches get this. If you only have one time out left, and the previous play ends at 2.45, okay? And you call your timeout, right? They are going to, I'm sorry, if you don't call your timeout, they're going to have to run one play before the two-minute warning, right? But if you call your last timeout at 2.45, and the other team is sharp, and they run a play that takes at least five seconds, and guess what? Through the two-minute Guess warning. what? They're, they're going to, you're not saving yourself anything. But I see that happen 30 times a year. Coaches don't get that. And that's like the next, next level. Some of this stuff is as basic as it gets. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's something sharp teams will recognize. It should not be on the coach's decision desk. Going for it or not going for it on fourth down can be a head coach's decision. Clock management should be its own job. All teach the course. It's not hard. The, the Broncos understood. Their guy couldn't do it. They did something super sharp this weekend. I just did seven and a half minutes on our first live show ever on clock management. I'm very passionate about this topic. All right, let's play a game. Uh, time for Freak Out or Chill Out. Yep. And a loss to the Eagles. Trevor Lawrence went 11 for 23 through two picks and lost four fumbles. Yeah. Should the prince that was promised freak out or chill out? Chill out. It was raining. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who the game should have been played. Dude, Seemed a little unfair. The dudes, yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Demonze lost money on this game, so he's never going to like Trevor Lawrence again. <laughs> he's mad at him. Uh, the emojis. Listen, I uh, I don't have a lot of defense for my guy, the prince that was promised. I spent this morning, I went to all the contemporary great quarterbacks pro football reference pages. Oh, yeah. Went to their full career game log, sorted by fumbles. So I was like, oh, I'm going to fight. Nope, nobody no, fumbled four nope, times. Nope. So the most fumbles lost by any player um, this century. So it's not great. <laughs> it's a learning process. I'm so mad about that game because the Jags were in firm control and then they couldn't stop fumbling the ball. I am also... Going to go ahead. He's the prince that was promised, right? So if we're going to take that analogy to its, you know, furthest logical conclusion, if you watch Game of Thrones or any of these things, you know what princes have? A lot of people teaching them how to do stuff. Where's the guy in the King's Council teaching Trevor Lawrence how to handle a wet football? He was on the other team. I mean, what the hell, man? Help my guy out. He wasn't used. It must be sunny in Clemson, South Carolina, 365 days a year. I don't know what happened, but you play in Florida. There's going to be some rain. Yeah. 
It wasn't great, but we're not going to freak out. Next. Dr. Wright correctly predicted a quarterback transplant in Pittsburgh. I said it was going to happen. I did correctly predict it. I Definitely. forgot about that. Yep. The Steelers look energized under Kenny Pickett, even though he threw three picks. They're only a game back in the AFC, in the AFC North, so they could make a playoff push. No, they couldn't. Should optimistic Pittsburgh fans freak out or chill out? No, I mean, well, listen. If your if your goal is just to see Kenny Pickett and see him develop, then that's fine. Then you can chill out. If the goal is a playoff push, you should have done freaked out. It took a total special teams disaster for this team to not be zero and four. Yeah. Week one, you needed the Bengals to miss an extra point, to miss short kicks, and we're already down on time. My apologies. And the next four games. At Buffalo, what do you think the line is for that, by the way? Have you looked? Wait for... Uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. It's Give it eight, a guess. Ten, seven, eight and a half. How about 14? 14. Oh, wait. That is... Yes, it, I saw that one. 14? Yeah. For I mean, an NFL team. <laughs> 14 points. But So, Pittsburgh, after that, home for the Bucks. After that, at Miami. <laughs> After that, at Philly, yeah, Mike Tomlin's never crazy. had a losing. There's a little gnat in here. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. He could have a losing season locked up before we get to December. <laughs> no, the Steelers stink, man. Yeah. They really stink. They just lost to the Jets. And Zach Wilson, worse than that, they blew a 10-point lead to the Jets. Was that a fourth quarter? Yeah, they were up 10 with 10 minutes left against the Jets. And they lost. So time to freak out. Absolutely. Next. All right. Panthers head coach Matt Rule is now 1-26 in when, when the opposing team scores 17 or more. That's the most. They told me I can't curse. I want to curse here so bad. They say because we're live on YouTube not to drop any F-bombs. Right. That's the most effing, effing insane stat I've ever heard. It's not just. Go ahead. Ask the question. Sorry. So the pain. So the Panthers front office freak out or chill out. But go ahead. It's not only that you are one and twenty six. It's all of it. It's the fact that you've gotten that many opportunities. Seventeen is not a lot of points. Seventeen. The the worst offense in the NFL this year. Yeah. Will average more than seventeen points a game. If what that means is, if. If your defense doesn't play an A-plus game, you won in 26? Yeah, that's... It's unfathomable. It's basically, they've scored two touchdowns. What the hell are we going to do? No, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. I've never... It's, it's also unfathomable that he's gotten this many... That, that record will never be broken because no one else is going to get three seasons... Of that level of coaching. That's the fact that he's coached that, 27 of those games. It's just impossible to believe. Oh, you add to that Baker's. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Remember that Baker Mayfield stock that I've been holding on to for a long time? Yeah. Time to sell it if you can. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's any buyers. <laughs> My guy Baker just can't stop getting the balls batted down. Yeah, that happens because he's a little guy. Short quarterbacks get balls batted down. Baker, I wanted to support you. Baker. Uh, 
uh, 5'11". He's got six. Nah, he's probably six feet. It's not horrible. For an NFL quarterback, it is. I mean, Colin Murray's what? Well, he's the shortest quarterback ever. He's the shortest ever, but he's, I mean. That's the other thing of it. It's like that thing that's like that. The thing that you see when somebody's like, oh, I wish I could drive that car. And mm -hmm. like another person's like, oh, wish, I wish I could walk or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, like be great. Someone's always great. six feet, dude. Kyler's 5'5". Five, five. Okay, Kyler's a little taller than 5'5". Five five. No, that is true. And I do like Demonze going all existential of like, everyone, someone's always got it worse. Exactly. Uh, no, I understand that. But uh, yeah, no, the the Panthers should freak out. Yeah. They've I mean, spent a lot for to not have a quarterback. They spent legitimate capital on Sam Darnold. Then they spent legitimate capital on Baker. They spent legitimate capital to trade up to get Matt Corral, the college kid. Yeah, I guess you got to play him at some point. I mean, the Panthers, and here's the other thing. The reason I picked them like an idiot to make the playoffs was because I was like, okay, week one, they're playing Cleveland and Jacoby. They lose. Week two, they're playing Daniel Jones and the Giants. They lose. Week three, they're playing New Orleans. They win that game. And week four, they're playing Arizona, which I correctly predicted was not a good team. They're one and three. And now they've got coming up the Niners, the Rams, the Bucks. Atlanta, Cincy, Atlanta, Baltimore. They, they're they screwed. No, freak out. Next. Okay. Uh, Cooper Rush has won three straight games for Dallas. It's officially time to ask. Should Dak Prescott freak out or chill out? He should chill out. He's going to get his job. But I need to admit. Yeah, that's, that's what. About, yeah. You, go you, ahead. Go, no, no, no. Finish you it. go. You need to. Yeah, you definitely got some things to admit. What do I have to admit? I mean, you were so down on Cooper Rush. Okay. So down on him. Yeah, I was. Three games in a row? I know. He's won three games in a row. First quarterback in NFL history to win his first four starts and have like a passer rating of X. I don't know the exact stat. But this is also, again, the shrapnel that I am getting from DeMonze is the aftershock of a lost wager. <laughs> I just, so everybody knows. So everybody knows. Demonze is extra mad at me for my bad Cooper Rush opinion <laughs> because I gave that opinion. It led to him betting on Cincinnati minus seven and a half against the Cowboys, <laughs> and they were immediately out of that game. So that's why. Hey, man. That, but here's something I got right. Do you remember when Dak Prescott got hurt and had hand surgery, and they were like, hey, this is six to eight weeks? And then the Cowboys were like, well, maybe four to six weeks. Then Jerry Jones was like, we're not putting him on IR. We think he could be back. Within three weeks, and I said he's full of it. They are sack. When you put a guy on IR, his roster spot comes open, so you can put an extra player on your roster. Uh, he's out for four weeks, though, minimum. I said this is purely a PR move to keep the Cowboys in the news. He knows he's not going to be able to play in four weeks, and people are like, ah, who would do that? Well, it's now been three weeks, so their next game would be the fourth game. Jerry, after the game, said, Dak has to be able to grip a football before we start talking about putting him back in. So he's still not even in the process yet of gripping a football. Yesterday, I saw him high-fiving with his left hand. He can't even high-five with his right hand yet. This was a six- to eight-week injury. He had surgery on his throwing hand. Can you imagine if after you had your finger surgery, how long it would take for you to be like, hand feels fully normal, can you go play in a tackle football game, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. It was always insane. Now I give Cooper Rush credit. He's more than kept the Cowboys afloat. I kept them afloat. I, listen, in my defense on Cooper Rush, and then we'll be done, 
Cooper Rush. I, I, I just want to get this right. He had pl- played one game in his NFL career prior to this stint. He was undrafted out of Central Michigan. Been in the league six years. You might be like, well, was he awesome in high school? Nope. Cooper Rush in high school. You want to know what he was? I'll tell you what his rank, national ranking was. Unranked. Do you know, want to know what his ranking was in the state of Michigan? Unranked. He was a two-star recruit that had one offer from a D1 school, Central Michigan. And that was, so color me, you know, skeptical of that guy being able to come in and handle it in the NFL. I think that just tells you that we got to stop disrespecting these guys that we don't have like enough data on or don't have these like catchy accolades that other guys have, you know? Well, listen, that's what a lot of people would say. He got there. He got there and they're three and one. Now, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy, but here's what I do think is going to happen. Here's the most interesting Cowboys conversation. Should Dak Prescott be rooting for them to get their teeth kicked in by the Rams? Because the answer to that question is yes. Because what if they beat the Rams and then Dak's help? They play the Rams. This coming week and then they play Philly with first place on the line. What if Dak misses this week, which he will, and then comes back for Philly and they lose. Now, all of a sudden, there's real scrutiny on it. When they're playing right now, they have taken advantage of a soft schedule, and they've played great on defense, and I give them credit. But Dak's in a really weird spot where <laughs> they played Cincinnati, and their defense won in that game. The Giants were no good, and Washington, who's terrible. But now they're at the Rams and at the Eagles coming up. He, he, Dak needs Cooper to lose to the Rams. And to look, he was going to come back from surgery with no job. He, well, it's a, I mean, it's going to be his job. There's going to be a lot of scrutiny. Also, Cooper threw two picks yesterday. They both got called off due to um, penalty. I, I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not buying into Cooper Rush. Just gonna throw that. I in am buying in that I discounted him a little early, but I think at the end of the day, he's still going to be Cooper Rush. All right, what's last? It is the end of the B block, and I have not yet presented you with a birthday gift. You don't need to get me anything. Yeah, I've, I've been. Uh, should I freak out or chill out? Yeah, I was telling the producers you're not really a gift guy. I'm not a gift guy. He's requested uh, three impromptu babysitting days for me. Yeah, I uh, listen. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but yeah, what do I get? What I buy I myself whatever I want. Like, what yeah. I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a grown man with a really good job. Like it's not like, oh my god, I really wanted this, and now I'm gonna get it. Like some people are like that. My, let me tell you guys a quick birthday story. My mom's father, who you never met, he passed away. He lived a long time. He was born in 1912. Um, but he I've never met my mom's dad. It's just, it's just your mom's. But I've never met your mom's. No, my mom's mom passed away Nana. years ago. Nana, but no, her, oh, her yeah, husband. I've, you never met him. He passed away when I was in college. He passed yeah. away before me and your mom met. Um, he was born in 1912. Lived through the Depression. Came back from the war. Started a business. Mm. And wasn't like a rich, rich man, but made good money. Right. Retired to Florida on a golf course with yeah. money left over. Right. Right? My mom, one year for his birthday, gave him $5,000 cash. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know, I hope she wouldn't mind me telling this. 
I said, why would you give him cash? She was like, you don't know my father the way I do. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'll, I'll explain it to you at some point. He would call her and tell her. I mean, he was like 85 years old when she gave him this money. Great. Lori, I got to tell you, thank you so much for that money. You know, now when I go get my morning bagel, I order the orange juice. I The orange juice, they charge $6 for it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> but because you told me to spend that money, I spend it now. Oh. She knew he wouldn't spend money. Right. Because he was like, those people that grew up in the Depression right. were so... Trained. They were so scarred by it. Right. No matter how much money they had, they were convinced it was all it all could go away. It yeah. could all go to zero. So he wouldn't spend. So she gave him this money. So now he all of a sudden would it buy or, himself orange want, juice right. and you know, or buy orange juice sounds sad, but like <laughs> um but uh I get it those like those Florida Jewish delis. Yeah. A glass of orange juice is like six bucks. Like, really? Um, but no, so you don't need listen, you don't the the I was going to ask you, you know, as my present for you to, you know, not gamble, but I assume that ship has sailed so we can just I gamble actually, responsibly. Uh, but I appreciate that. You should chill out. I don't need anything. We'll wrap the show. Uh, this is really, by the way, so far, not to jinx it, but uh, a plus job by the producers uh, so far in our first ever live show. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back in. Final segment, episode 77. What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. It's our first time ever going live. Yes, sir. I think it went really well. We looks like we went a combined 20 minutes overtime today, which also means the car that's waiting to take me to work to the TV show has to be super irritated. So we got to wrap up. C Block, we usually try to, we sometimes do like rapid fire questions. Yep. Sometimes we roast Demonze. Sometimes you guys roast me. You guys told me today you had something, you, you wouldn't tell me what it was. So what is it? What's going on? So my gift to you. Oh, uh, more birthday stuff. Okay. Not to be self-indulgent at all. Go ahead. For your birthday, uh, I know you've kind of been, I wouldn't call it struggling, but your betting season so far has been, a, it's been a little sketchy. Like not, it's, I it's, haven't not, li- it's not a losing season. No, it's not a losing season. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday was a big, the, the Chiefs, let me say one thing. Mahomes has been favored in 38 straight games. 
and it was an underdog yesterday. I told America to take advantage of it, and I I took a lot of advantage of it. And I had a big teaser hit yesterday. I actually already made a big teaser for next week. Ooh, can't wait for Friday <laughs> show. Ooh, we're back on track. But go ahead. What's up? So I went ahead and got three surefire picks for you. I'm going to tell you what they are. Okay, let me hear. Because how'd you do in your three picks yesterday? Oh, how'd you do in your three picks? I, I, I did I did one pick, but the prince that was promised. Screwed you? Promised to screw But I you. also think, okay, go ahead and tell me the picks. Because was one of your picks the Monday night game? Was it San Francisco and the Rams? Um, yeah. For your three picks, wasn't yeah. it? So we'll see, because you're one and one yeah. in those picks. All right, go ahead. Um, so we've got Broncos minus three at home against the Colts. And then we've got, I've got Chiefs. Minus home, seven and a half. Seven. seven and a half, it looks like. Go ahead. It's right there. And Arizona plus five That's and a half. I added at seven. Oh, but, well, Demonte wants his line value. You guys are screwing Demonte out of his line value. That's a big difference. And then... Arizona plus okay, five and a half. And, yeah, and then we've got the Cardinals. I forget what the line is for that one. It's right there on the screen, dummy. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm You're looking fine. At my phone. I, yeah, versus Philly. Yeah. Five and a half point underdogs. What? So you want... So what you're saying is you're going to make that bet, that parlay with your own money and just no. give me the winnings? I could do that. Okay, then what... But if I that's honestly, not what the plan was, your was, gift is you're just giving me I was ad, giving you, advice. <laughs> giving you three picks, and now you only have to do two more for Nick's picks on Thursday. Okay, well, that won't. That is. None of these are going to be your picks? That might be the first time ever someone tried to give me a birthday present that is likely to just cost me money. <laughs> that's like, oh, let me tell you something. Hold up. I got to tell you something unbelievable on that front. And God love her. Your, your mom is the greatest person ever, okay? Yeah. The greatest. And she has her own business and makes her own money. And the you know we have an odd financial dynamic at home where the money I make goes in a joint account. The money <laughs> she makes goes in a separate account. So like she has her own money, but I don't have my own money. But whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. So, you know, she had that masseuse come to the house on Friday. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. Right. I got to say, I've never, I, I've only gotten one real massage in my life outside of it, a poker game. So at poker games, they have massage. Yeah. People come over and like rub Not your shoulders or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the massage people I tried to hook you up with on Instagram, but that's neither here nor there. Went so uh, south, by the way. Oh really? Go, but continue, but oh, we can talk about that off the air. Well, that that I'm glad it. No, did. it's nothing that bad. No, no, no it's little, nothing bad. Oh, it doesn't matter. So, your mom's. I I tell your mom after after I get the massage, then your mom's gonna get one. Lady comes to the house. She's excellent. It was super relaxing. Fixed my back a bit. I sit all day. Um, I was like, that was really great, babe. I really appreciate it. And she was like, yeah. She was like, I want that to be one of your birthday presents. I'm like, oh, this massage? She's like, no, like, I want her to come like every week or every two weeks and give us massages as a birthday present to you that unsuredly, assuredly, I'm paying for. Like, oh, <laughs> what a delight. Lori, don't put this on social. I'm going to get fried. And by the way, it is a great present. But that that is a birthday present. It's like, oh, that I that is just costing me money. Much like you giving me bad gambling tips. This is not. Hold 
This is on the show. I, I love that we did this on air and everything. Uh-huh. So it's, it's recorded. It's always going to be there. All right. So we'll see. Those three picks are winning. Those three picks are winning. I, I gave you. Yes. I was, it was a gift. But Okay. I appreciate I, I, that. I All right. Back. What's Don't next? What are we doing last? The producers know. Oh, well, so the producers are. They, they've got a gift for you. What do they have for me? Uh, they know that you're really into fashion and you really like the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So they thought that. I am really into fashion. Can can On YouTube, can you guys see the the logo on this coat they can see the g's on there okay i was just making sure all right go ahead what so what are the so i'm into fashion i'm into, into the fashion lakers. you're into the lakers so they thought the following would be a very good gift for you let me see I, there we go oh get the it, and they're actually getting you that like it's 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 coming they're sending me a patrick beverly lakers jersey yes it is a patrick beverly's all Lakers right. jersey you know what so I've told you, your mother, your sisters, anyone in my life. I told the TV show people today. It's an NFL Monday. I don't want to take this down. Oh, that's that's, that's offensive. Um, I told the TV people, please don't spend any time on the show today doing like, hey, here's Nick's birthday cake or whatever. It's an NFL Monday. Every minute's too valuable cable television. Don't do it. Don't give me anything. Don't do anything. I'm now making a revision. However much money was spent, Jesus, man. However much money was spent of Blue Duck Media's budget to buy that Patrick Beverly jersey, I want the equivalent amount spent on a real present. (laughs) Okay? So if that costs $120, I need an actual present that, that I'm going to be like, oh, I really appreciate this. I need that much spent. So you now cost you double because that is just, wait, you might as well lit money on fire. And now if you just did the Photoshops, you're not actually sending me the jersey, that's fine. That's free. But if you're actually spent money on it, then I need like a nice bottle of scotch or something, even though I don't drink scotch. Uh, the equivalent, okay? Word. Patrick Beverly. Can't I need believe to go find some yellow and purple shoes. You're going to wear it because you think I'm going to gift you the jersey? Yeah, man. That thing's probably going to get in there. What are you, you going to wear? You can't wear that, bro. You can't walk around in a Patrick Beverly jersey. Why? It, it, <laughs> it's the same rules. Remember when Deanna wanted... Do you know what I'm going to say here? Like three years ago? This is an oh, embarrassing way to end the show. Yeah, this is... When we were shoe shopping, do you know what I'm going to say? Oh, wait. No, I don't know what you're going to say. We were shoe shopping... And Deanna found some oh. shoes she really, really wanted, and they were Kyrie's. And I was like, "Nah, it's not happening." She actually has a pair of Kyrie's, though. Oh, the, your mom got them? Got I, her? I think she definitely. Has oh, a pair then of she must have got them without my consent. On the low, yeah, yeah. Or maybe right. she got them like three years ago when he wasn't like super problematic. No, it was already after he'd stabbed LeBron in the back. We, we was out on it. All right, that's today's show. Hopefully, we're back live again on Thursday. Check out, but subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. Again, if we get to 100K YouTube subscribers before uh, the new year, before the end of football season, DeMonte gets a $1,000 bonus, which should, at that point, possibly cover about half of his inevitable gambling losses. We'll see you guys then. Have a great day. Be safe.